I see you, but I don't have your audio yet. Hello, brother and sister Escobar. Hey, hello. hello, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good, good to see you. Good to see you again. Good to see <laughs> you again. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wonderful to see you. Yeah. Um, sister Misty, you might have to see if you can enable your microphone um, because I see your audio. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. There okay, you. sorry. I was lost somewhere there for a second. That's okay. You got it. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Bishop? I'm good. I'm just heading over Highway 18. Oh, all right. I'm going to turn my mute on just so I can listen in. Okay. Yeah. I see it. Sister Dora, how are you this morning? I'm blessed. How are you doing? I am doing very well, thank you. I am blessed as well. <laughs> Brother Tim, hello again. Hello. Good to see you. We're ready for the song. That's <laughs> where you can lead. Sister Escobar, he said you could lead. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Brother Clyde. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Love you. God bless you. God bless you, too. All of you. Amen. Say hi God to sister. Brother. Sister says hi. <laughs> Thank you. Said hi. <laughs> How is everybody today? Blessed. Doing good. Yes. Happy Thank to be Jesus. here. We serve, we serve a mighty. Day. We serve a mighty God. Yes, That's right. Sister Flowers, good to see you. <laughs> I know some of the Mays family is traveling in Oregon, so we'll see. <laughs> Which of them might be able to join us today? I'll check and see who's on Facebook. Or did you put it live yet? Or not no, I'm, I'm going to start it right now. We're, I, I'm trying to remember how this played out yesterday, but um, we were, I was telling the kids about Independence Day a little bit and just telling them how thankful I am that. Hi, everybody. Hello. 
telling them how thankful I am that we live in this uh, country and telling them that, you know, today's a good day to celebrate our, our independence and the fact that we have this life and all that we have. I think it was Liberty. It might have been Colin. One of the two of them said, is this the day that the Lord has made? <laughs> My words. And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> That's neat. And we will rejoice. In <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. That's they also wanted to know if it was Donald Trump's birthday. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go ask Alexa what his birthday is. I don't know. <laughs> yep. So it should be, it's starting the, the Facebook stream. It hasn't gone yet, but it should be going in a minute. Sister Misty. Hi, Sister Misty. Hi, Sister Dora. How are you? I'm good. I'm blessed. Good. Me too. I'm keeping you in my prayers, sis. Thank you so much. I was talking to Brother Tim this morning and I told him I feel like we are inching along to getting closer to where we can start utilizing our building again for yeah. for gatherings and meetings so amen uh, Jesus. yes yeah. more than ready for that to happen when it when it happens if and yeah. i won't say if but when it happens <clears throat> we are ready for that so yep amen to that amen. I, I don't know when yet but i know we are getting closer and and i'm i will be sure that everyone knows the minute we have a gathering planned here Yay. Are we modified phase one now? We are in modified. We are one and a half. Phase 1.5. Yep. Yes. Modified phase one. Yes. So thankful for that. Whatever that means, we're thankful for it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not sure what that means. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool that. Amen. I think I read that some more businesses can open, I think. Yes. Yep, I do know more businesses have been cleared to open. I do know that the mask thing is spreading across the state and probably even across the country because I've seen other states now have similar um, roles as far as you've got to have them on to go into businesses and so forth mm -hmm. so we're navigating that as well however however this needs to work out and play out we're just ready to see it do what it needs to do and so we can move on yes amen um i'd like us to start with prayer this morning together 
Brother Escobar, I'm going to ask you to lead us in prayer, if you would. I, I want everyone to pray. Feel free to join in and pray. But um, Brother Escobar, um, if you don't mind, um, just lead us in prayer. Amen. Let's yes, all pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We repent if we have sinned against you. Yes, we ask you to forgive yes, us. Lord, we ask you to lead yes. us and guide us. You know, Lord, what we're going through, what we're experiencing right now here in the world. We know, Lord, you're in control. We know you're leading us and guiding us. And we pray that that light will never go out, that it will always shine. We will not have to walk in darkness. And we know you know, Lord, we desire together here together to worship you and praise you together. And I know, Lord, that you're you're going to do that. And that is why we thank you that way we can be with each other, praise together, worship you, Lord. You know that is our desire. And, Lord, we put everything in your hands, Lord, because you are the one that is drawing people that will be here in this church after the church is open. They will be here. They will come. They will repent. They will want to search for you. And I thank you for what you're doing with us, your children. I thank you for blessing us. I bless Brother Schoonover, his wife, wherever they are right now. Bless them in yes. heavenly mercy. And I pray you be with them, Lord. Yes. And, and deliver them from all evil. Clear the road for yes, Lord. Lord. And everyone, everyone here, Lord, we all need you. We're all trying to live for you, searching for you, Lord, to get a, have a closer walk with you. And we thank you, Lord, for all these young children, these young adults that are trying to walk with you, get close to you. I pray, Lord, that the fire will never go out in them and all of us because we all need it. And, Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayer and for allowing us to be here today in jesus name amen amen us in the name of jesus lord jesus in your name i want us to pray specifically uh together i want us to pray for uh the spirit to move in the houses of each of our people here in, in, in our homes. Um, I know we invite the Lord into our house and, you know, he, he's there whether we want him there or not, but I think it's good that we, that we just pray for um, those that are here watching and joining those that are uh, watching through Facebook and then the rest of our congregation that may not be able to be on here today, wherever they are. Um, I think I just, I want us to pray specifically that the Lord would, have his way and be able to move in into the homes yeah. and among the yeah. families of each of us. Yeah. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for this body yes, right Lord. now. God, I pray that your yes. spirit and our houses would be houses God, I pray, Lord, that spirit free to move work among us, Lord Jesus, in every home. Jesus 
I pray every person that lives in this I pray that your presence would overshadow and would abide Lord, I thank you for the great and awesome ways that you Jesus, I thank Lord, we take authority in Jesus' name and to flow in Jesus' name. God, in your name, I pray the Comforter let it abide in each Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, we pray, we pray it today, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We claim it, Lord. We're Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think it would be good. Why don't we just take a little bit of time and worship God together? I know that we're not in our normal place building here where we might sing and play and worship all together, but just wherever you are, we can take a little bit of time and spend this time worshiping God. In Jesus' name, God, you are awesome. Lord, you are wonderful. In Jesus, you are excellent, Jesus, Lord Jesus. All of your ways are true and sure. Jesus, you're the creator of this world. Jesus, you're the creator of everything that we see and know, God. You are awesome. You are all You are excellent. You are wonderful, oh God. I give you praise today, Jesus. I give you praise today, Jesus. I I exalt you, Lord, and I lift you up. Jesus, I magnify you. I pray, let your name be hallowed, Lord. Jesus, let your name be worshipped and praised. You alone are worthy to receive glory. Jesus, you are worthy of all of our praise. In the name of Jesus, God, I exalt you today. I lift up your name. Lord, in your name, we lift you up in this earth. Father, we lift you up in this earth. God, we exalt you. In Jesus, we glorify you. God, in your name, we magnify you, Jesus. There is no other God but you. There is none beside you, Jesus. You are excellent, Lord. You're worthy of all praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How excellent is your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I give you praise. God, Jesus, I give you praise today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God, you are good. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray strength over your body today, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more thing to pray for before we go on. I'd like us to pray for the other 
congregations of life church today, those that are meeting and gathering in their similar fashion. Um, I just want us to pray for them. Lord, in your name, I pray today, God. I pray for the congregation, Lord, in Puyallup and yes, Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, that they to flow in ministry. God, that it would be for the edifying of your body, that it would be the accomplishing of your will, Jesus, and that your kingdom is further established in this earth. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in your name. I pray for those ministering today, God, in each one of these congregations. Jesus, I pray that the word of God would be spoken. Jesus, and that your will would be accomplished. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the ministry of your spirit go forth. Jesus, I pray, let it accomplish your specific will, purpose God, that you would draw people into your presence, that you would draw souls, God, into your presence. In the name of Jesus, and that the strength of God, the power of God, and the love of God would be able to flow and minister in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, it's all about you, God. We put you at the center of all that we do. In the, in the name of Jesus. God, in your name, I thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's remember to keep um, our young people in prayer. The, the seniors that we had graduate, those that are maybe graduated already, and then those that are still in in school, but just maybe navigating this summer the, with all the challenges, the same as we are. Let's keep those young people in prayer, uh, just as the Lord would put them on your heart throughout the day and throughout the week. Um, I encourage you to to keep them uplifted in prayer. Amen. 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 Well, I asked my wife to speak to us today, so uh, I won't make her wait any longer. I'm going to mute everyone, and um, Sister Flowers and I will unmute you um, and let you, let you speak to us. All right. I will greet you. <laughs> um, so... How's everybody doing? I guess I can't hear you say good, but I hope you had a good holiday weekend. I know we all mostly probably stayed home. We worked on the kids' rooms, and um, I think I posted on Facebook the other day. I always get this like, you know, when you're about to have a baby, they call it nesting, and you start preparing your house, and you just you start making sure everything's extra clean, everything's ready. And, um, I really think it's more, I've always thought it's more of a psychological thing. Like that baby comes, I'm not gonna have any time. I got to get this done now. And so I always do, do that in the summertime, you know, between the school years. And, um, so I've been, you know, once school starts, we're homeschoolers, we do, we're part-time schoolers, we're homeschoolers, we do a lot of things. And, um, 
it's like, once that starts, you know, you have little time for anything else. And so we've been getting some things done around the house. And so that's what we did this weekend. And, um, it was either yesterday or the day before my husband asked me to say something. And, um, so I, usually when, when that happens, I will, you know, the first thing I'll think about, you know, I don't want to just come up with something to say. So I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll kind of think, you know, what has the Lord been dealing with me about recently? And, you know, if the Lord gives me something else to say, then he will. But, um, something, you know, uh, one way that I'm inspired, it's kind of silly. I'll have the same song stuck in my head for like a year. I'm not even kidding. Like whenever I walk into a quiet room of that song, just I'll start singing it. And I mean, it'll be a year that same song is stuck in my head. And so for a few months, I would just, a couple of words from an old song would come to me and, uh, or the, it was one part of the song and it was, um, like a tree planted by the water. And it kept coming to me over and over again. And um, if you don't know, that's an old song that when we used to sing out of the books, it's from, I think it was called, I Shall Not Be Moved. So the chorus was, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. And it's kind of cute. Uh, my little sister, Tara, her birthday was yesterday. And um, when she was young, we, we sing out of the books. And that was her favorite song. I want to say she was like three or four. And Tara would walk around singing, I shall not be. That was her favorite song. So anyways, those words just kept coming to me. And then it was like, so when I started thinking about, you know, what is it the Lord's been dealing with me about the word that just kept coming back to me was planted, 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 planted. And, you know, we've all, as we've gone through this whole coronavirus thing, you you know, we're, some of us are so good when we say hello or, you know, we say, how are you doing? We're so good at, you know, just, I'm just doing wonderful. You know, this coronavirus has been amazing. You know, we have just, you know, the church has been in revival and we just are connecting and, you know, we can, we can put, there have been positive things about it, but there are also the low moments. And I think maybe more of us deal with those low moments than we even realize, you know, it's so easy for us, even though we know better about ourselves we can look at other people and think, man, that person is always happy. That person always has it together. And, um, recently something I've been thinking about is, you know, cause we hear a lot about, I think the president has said the cure cannot be, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. Is that what he says? I'm looking at my husband's face. Okay. Talking about, um, the suicide rate's been up really high. And they actually don't even talk about it as much as they could. The suicide rate has been so high and prescript, you know, doctors have been writing um, way more prescriptions for depression and anxiety. And um, it's like one of those things I, I, I couldn't really think of an example off the top of my head, but it's like, you think you're doing okay. You think you're doing okay. And then you start to feel the long-term effects of something. And I started noticing, you know, I feel like I'm feeling those long-term effects. You know, we go to church. I want to get ahead of myself. Where was I? Coronavirus. Oh, mental illness. You could call it mental illness. You could call it attack. Call it whatever you want. Um, Attack from the enemy or mental illness does not know privilege. It doesn't know color. It doesn't know marital status. It doesn't know job status. 
so many of us deal with those, those times where we really are, where we feel alone or everything can feel so dark and we're feeling those long-term effects of not getting with, even though I'm an introvert, honestly, you guys, I love to stay home. You can ask my husband. He used to, ha you know, I'm just one of those people. He likes to go and do things. I like to just read or clean the house or just take care of my little world. That's what I like to do. And then this whole coronavirus thing has me in this new phase where I'm like, oh, I'm ready to see people, honestly. And um, so planted. The Lord was dealing with me about being planted. And, um, I have a garden. If you, you've probably seen pictures of it on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, I have a garden. That's one of my favorite things to do. I don't really know anything about it. I just started putting stuff in the ground and watering it and it grows a lot of it grows. <laughs> and so I just really enjoy that. Last year we lived on a, a sizable pre piece of property where we were renting out in the country in Sunnyside. And my garden was so super far from the house. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, I think there were times where we had literally three hoses hooked to each other to try to reach this garden. And I would, it, it would take me about 30 minutes to water it every day. And I enjoyed it, but it was, sometimes it was a little overwhelming. I was just trying to reach the plants, you know? And um, I, was, I was watering the garden the other day and I, was, I would point out to Callum, see, look how wilted that plant is watch how after I water it in about 15 minutes, it's going to look like a totally different plant. I mean, that thing is going to have drunk the water and it's just like, Phew. and he's like, really? No, like no way. And I was like, yeah, just watch, just watch. I think, and this is something my kids like to say, have you ever seen it do that before? Yes. Every single time. <laughs> and, um, when you, so it amazes me being a, a little, a pseudo gardener, when I see these trees that by all appearances are not anywhere near a water source, but they're strong and they're tall and they're healthy. And um, what we learned about trees is that they have super long roots and they're reaching a water source. And so that tree is strong, it's mature. You know how you, uh, you plant a new tree and you have to baby it, kind of like those plants in the garden. They have these little teeny tiny roots and you have to baby it. You have to water it every day and you have to go out and, and stake it if, if the wind blows like it does all the time here. And um, you just, you have to baby those plants. You really almost can't even leave them alone for a day or they're going to wilt. And um, I, you know, I felt like the Lord was dealing with me about, you know, are you planted in those moments when the darkness comes or the anxiety comes or when you feel alone? Um, it has you questioning how deep are your roots? And that seems like a very elementary concept. It's something we would talk about in Sunday school. But um, I think it was recently uh, Bishop Wright was talking about this whole coronavirus thing, right? And how loving God is that he would allow all of us to go through this. I mean, the whole world is going through it that he would allow us to go through these times where we, you know, we can't go to church where in my case, my doctor is still not even seeing patients. So if I have a question or concern, I can't even go to the doctor. I can call and whatever did, I mean, they can't do blood work on the phone <laughs> or any kind of a scan, you know? And, um, 
he's allowing us to really go through this, this phase where it's, he's really taking away, as my husband's talked about before the, the sports, you know, there's no sports for some people. That's a distraction that they run to. And, um, everything is so closed down that it really is forcing us to be alone with the Lord and to examine where are we really in our relationship to him? You know, yeah, you know, we, we do all the right things. We, when the church is open, we're there. Uh, we read our bio, we do our devotions, we attend the Zooms, you know, um, things like that. But, and, and maybe even talk to him throughout the day. You know, I talk to the Lord throughout the day, but it's in those moments where I just feel that, um, that isolation, you know, where you, where I'm thinking, I felt the Lord asking me, you know, how deep are your roots then? Because in, in, in a, an example of that is, you know, you're really thirsty. <laughs> That's the only word I can think of as far as the garden goes and the trees. You're parched. And um, how connected are you to that flow? You know, in those moments, that's something that we have to, we have to really think about. So um, I was, you know, obviously I had that song stuck in my head. So I went and found the scripture about it. Now I just lost my second one. Hold on. Okay. So it's kind of funny because the subtitle, this is my son's Bible. It's a cute Bible. But the, the title on the top, it says, do not trust in humans. So do not trust in humans. It says, thus saith the Lord. So this is Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, far away from the water, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And so I feel like that really helps establish that point of, you know, we trust in the Lord. And when we trust in the Lord, we spend time with the Lord, you know, and um, some, like I said, it's possible, or what I was trying to say was, it's possible for me to spend time in the word, to talk to the Lord throughout the day, to attend every Zoom, to, I'm a person who loves to listen to preaching even. I'm just, I just love listening to preaching. To listen to preaching and still have my trust in men. That's entirely possible. You know, it's, we comp we, we're so good at compartmentalizing our lives. It's like, yes, I truly enjoy listening to the word. I read the Bible. I talk to the Lord throughout the day. I just, I don't just pray once a day. You know, I talk to the Lord throughout the day. I, I teach my children even to trust in the Lord, but because of my humanity, I, I can tend to still trust in man more than I should. And, um, you know, if we're, if we're mature, if we're strong, if we're planted and our roots are deep, I keep thinking a couple of years ago, we did a vacation Bible school and that was 
that was the theme. The song keeps popping in my head and I'm trying not to sing it, but it was about being planted and your roots being deep. And Oh, it just flew out of my mind. It just like, you know, the doctor not being able to see patients, you know, that's another man that I trust in even. And it's, so there's been times where I thought, you know, I should see a doctor through this thing. It's been a long time. And I've, the Lord has just, you know, I've been reminded this is all in God's hands. I have to trust him. And, and it, I need to trust him entirely. I can't just put him in this box of my faith box and then have my box over here where, where, you know, I only trust the experts, you know, the experts. And, um, that's all I have today is, you know, where are you planted? Are your roots deep? Are, am I still, I have to question how deep my roots are. If I'm still like that little plant in the garden who, you know, needs to just get to church on Sunday and, and the, the pastor and God come along with their little watering can and their little, and their stakes and prop me up. You know, it's one thing if, if I knew, you know, if I knew in the Lord, but if I've been around a while, I want, I want my roots to be deep and I want to be strong. So when those times come, when those hard times come, and you know, like that crazy windstorm we saw that just ripped trees straight out of the ground. When those times come, I'm, I'm so firmly planted that I, I know who I am in God and that I trust in him completely in my salvation, in my healing, in my sanity, in my family and raising my children and knowing that he holds tomorrow in a, in a time where the, the future is so unknown. You know, if you're just depending on what men are saying, I mean, has there ever been a time where men have ever been so confusing? When the rules change every day, when the, when the health concerns seem to change every day and the recommendations change every day. And, you know, parents don't even know if their kids are going back to school for full time or if they're going part time or if they're going certain days a week, there's so much unknown that I feel like our focus should be who God is and that we trust him. And we don't, we don't trust in as that, as it says in Cal's Bible, do not trust in humans, <laughs> but in God. So that's all. Amen. Thank you for that. That's good. I want to, I want to show you something. Uh, and I was in those same verses, I was just looking that over. Um, we're in Jeremiah chapter 17. And so what she read was five through uh, eight, I believe. But I, I love it when the Bible um, puts I guess you could say it does a comparison. I love it when the Bible does a comparison because it, it literally, it gives you a firm understanding of both sides of a situation or both sides of an issue. And that's what the Bible is, is doing in this passage that we read here. And the two sides are, uh, I'm not going to re reteach what my wife just, just said, but I want, I want you to see what the scripture says here because I think it's very enlightening to us. The two sides are the one that trusts in man and the one that trusts in the Lord. And what I see here, 
two two very interesting things that it points out. What they what they see when it says the one that trusts in man sees this or won't see this. It, it really it has to do with what they focus on and then what experience comes out of their focus. If they're focused on this particular thing, they're going to miss this or they won't have to deal with this or they won't even know this is taking place because they're focused on this. And what it says is the man that trusteth in men shall not see, it's verse six, shall not see when good cometh. It's talking about that being like the, uh, the plant that's, that's in the desert and won't see when good cometh. So really what it's saying is the Lord could still send what's needed, something good, into a situation like that, but the man won't even see it. The man won't even perceive it and know, wow, this is actually something that I needed that the Lord is sending me right now. He won't see it. It doesn't mean the Lord won't send it. It doesn't say the Lord won't send it. It says he won't see it. And then, similarly, the one that trusts in God, trusts in the Lord, verse uh, 8, it says what they won't see. It says they won't see when heat cometh. And so again, this, this passage is using the analogy of plants or the tree planted. And it's saying it won't even know, it won't even perceive the, the, the tree that's planted and tr- the, the person that's trusting in a man or the, the person that's trusting in God won't even perceive and know when that deadly thing, in this instance, it's talking about the heat. But you won't even know, you won't see when the trouble comes and arises because you're not looking for those things. You're not, see, you're, you're not worried about what's the next trouble, troublesome thing going to be. If I'm trusting in man and then I'm looking for troublesome things, it's, yep, that's going to get bad and then this is going to get bad and then that's probably going to be even worse. And it's, it's piling on top of it. And you won't even see because that's your focus and your perception. You won't even see. But here comes salvation from the Lord. Here comes a, a way of, of hope from the Lord. You miss that. But when your focus is on God, you just see salvation. You just see hope. You just see trust. Then you're not going to be worried about, oh, here's problem number two and number three and number four. That's not your focus. You're not worried about those things. So again, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Amen. I want to to turn to just one more passage quickly. I'm not going to take the time to read through this whole situation, but I felt the Lord... um, Give me this this verse or this passage before we uh, began today. It's in Matthew chapter 10. And I I would encourage you to read this full chapter or at least go all the way back um, to the early verses. But let me give you the context of it. And then we're going to start at verse 16. So it's Matthew 10 and 16. Jesus is talking to his 
12 apostles, and he's, he's getting them ready, preparing them for the work that he is about to send them out to do. Without him in the picture, without him, his person there, he's obviously going to be there in spirit. Um, but he's saying, your training is complete. You're walking with me is complete, and now it's time for you to go out on your own. And here's some advice. Here's some instruction that I want to give you. And he's, he says it through. I'm, I'm skipping this for the sake of time, but in, in verses 8, 9, 10, all the way through, he's telling them, go here and do this. This is going to be your, your default mode, your, your, your demeanor. This is going to be how you address and enter this situation. In verse 16, he says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. That's the words. <laughs> That's the words that Jesus gave to these apostles before sending them out. It's kind of like I'm, I'm sending you on a mission. And yes, this mission does not look to be the most hopeful mission because of danger and trouble that might be around you. You're a sheep and I'm sending you out into, middle, into the middle of the wolves. And so he says, be ye therefore, because I'm sending you out as sheep in the middle of wolves, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But verse 17, but beware of men. Everybody say those three words. Beware of men. Beware of men. We don't trust in men. We're not, we're not taking our cue from men. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils. Jesus is telling his apostles, where I'm going to send you, it's, I'm sending you out to reach men. I'm sending you forth to do all the same works that I was just doing, healing and ministering and, and, and doing all these miracles. And, and really what you're doing through that is you're reaching men. But now he's telling him, he's telling them to beware of men. It's almost like the, the, the word that you use there is called a juxtaposition because I want you to focus on this. I want, this is going to be your task. This is going to be your goal, your, your calling, but beware of men at the same time. You're reaching men. Remember, he says it, I will make you fishers of men. But then he says, beware of men. So in other words, the, the approach that these apostles are getting from Jesus to take is take wisdom, use wisdom. And in going about fulfilling your calling and doing the work that I'm sending you out to do, use wisdom. I believe the Lord wants us to use wisdom. He wants to give us wisdom so that we have it to use. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. Let me read you that, that verse in another translation real quick. Watch out. For there will be those who will arrest you and take you to court, 
and they will whip you in the synagogues. That does not sound like a great uh, send-off to me. But he's telling them, here's what you're going to encounter, this trouble. See, it's almost like if we know that we're going to encounter trouble ahead of time, then I really don't even have to wonder or worry, oh, no, is anything bad ever going to happen? You see, he, what he's doing is he's actually he's taking that, that fear out of the equation. You probably heard this before. The, 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 thing that fear, the, the thing that people fear the most is the unknown. That is the greatest fear, fear of the unknown. And so if I, if I just am worried about the unknown and I don't know what's going to happen, and then I go and I'm told, oh, yeah, go into a situation. I want you to go in there. And, uh, yeah, you're probably going to encounter some trouble. But Jesus is telling them ahead of time, this is what will happen to you. Men will arrest you. Men will take you, put you on trial. They will whip you. They, all of these things is going to happen. Well, I know that's a kind of a, a tough pill to swallow. But because he gave them that preparation, and because he didn't say, it's just going to be great, it's going to be awesome, you know, we're going to go have a good time, reaching souls, winning people. No, it's going to be work. It's going to be a, a challenge. But I'm giving you the instruction right now. I'm giving you all that you need right now. This is what Sister Flowers was talking about. I'm giving you the information you need to be able to trust me and know. And the, the passage that says this so plainly is when Jesus tells his disciples, in the world you shall have tribulation. In this world, you, you're not go, just going to have a problem-free life. I'm sorry. I don't mean this uh, sarcastically, but I'm sorry. If you are looking for the problem-free life, you're looking in the wrong place. But if you're looking for something that you can trust to get you through a problem-free life and to get, you, to get you through the problem that you encounter in life and to get you from this side to that side, that's what we're talking about today, and this is what we're talking about, why it's so important to trust in God. Now, this is the verse that I want you to see, talking about what Jesus is telling his disciples to do. You shall, verse 18, you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak. In other words, I'm not giving you a script right now for you to study and learn and memorize so that you can pull that out at the time when you think it's necessary. Nope, you're not even going to worry about what to say how you're going to say it, how, what kind of defense you might need to give, or anything like that. Take no thought for what you will say. For it shall be given 
you in that same manner, sorry, in that same hour, what you shall speak. It will be told to you what you need to say. For, verse 20, for it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. He, Jesus is telling them, all this is the bottom line of all that he said. You're going to go through this. You're going to have that trial. You're going to have this challenge. But here's what I want you to do. I'm, I know you're going to go through that, and I'm going to get you to that point for this purpose. So you can say what? What's, tell me, tell me. What's so important that I have to say? Tell me, what is it that I got to speak? Give me the lines. Give me the Nope, I'm going to put you in that position so that once you are in that position, you will let me say what I want to say. You will speak my words to the people I need to have them spoken to. That's, that was the mission that he gave to these apostles. I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. If or when those attacks befall you, you will speak the words that I give you to speak. You want to talk about having to trust in the Lord? That to me sounds like the ultimate. I'm, the Lord is saying, I'm, just imagine for a minute. I'll give you, I'm almost done. I'm going to give you this hypothetical. Imagine if the Lord told you 10.30 p.m. tonight, you're going to get arrested. You're going to be out just running, you know, your errand or whatever you need. You're going to get arrested. You're going to be put in jail. You're going to be taken before a judge. And, oh, by the way, don't worry about any of that. I just, I need to get a word spoken to that judge. I need to get a word spoken to that governor, to that king. So I'm just going to let you go through this little situation here. Yeah, you know, it doesn't sound great. But, oh, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is I need you to tell him until you get into that spot, until you get into that situation. And then don't even worry about it. Don't try to figure it out, what you're going to say or how you're going to say it. I'll tell you then. It says, he said, I will tell you in that same hour what you shall speak. That, I, I would dare say that that method probably would not work on one of those new plants, one of those new fresh um, little things that just got planted. But what we're talking about today is progressing in God and in our trust, progressing in our trust in him to the point where he can put you and I in any situation that he wants to put us in and then say, you've accomplished my purpose up to this point. Now I'm going to give you the words that I really want you to speak into this situation, to speak into where I, where I took you to. If I can trust the Lord with that, and with, to that degree in my life, I'm telling you right now, he can do anything through you and I.
if we if he can find remember he said he, he said this to the to the man that said no just speak the word and my servant will be healed he said i have not found faith this great in all of israel you just speak the word because you are in command you are in charge in control and i know that anything you say any word that you speak is going to happen it, because you speak truth you are truth i need to find that level of a relationship with god in my life and then i will start to see the miraculous see amazing things see things that would confound a person simply because i know what the lord says and, and if he wants to say it through me or through my neighbor or anyone else if it's his word spoken i put complete trust and confidence in that imagine this if he had told those apostles you're, you're going to be arrested captured um, maybe even tortured you're going to be put through all of this but i'm doing this because i need you to tell that governor that leader whoever it is you're going before i need you to tell them that i have a word for them and and, and i am here here you know if he had given them the specific message ahead of time that word having that word having that message is not enough it would not have been enough because then we in our minds and our humanity we would start to question that message and say can't you know that's not why why do i have to go through all this just to tell him that but this is how the lord tests our trust it's how he how uh, how he would put us in a trial in a situation and say do you trust me enough that i can do what i need to do now I, I i'm reminded i'm going back i think it was last sunday it was it was either last sunday or one one of the most recent messages that we taught when i said it goes all the way back to adam and eve and the command that God gave in the garden. He commanded them, you can eat anything except this. And that question, uh, I felt the Lord ask it to me in that moment as a rhetorical question. And I feel him, he's asking it now of us. Can God command you? That's, I, I don't even want to ask you that question. I don't even want to be asked of myself, but I feel that's what the Lord is asking of us today because I have to start at that level of my relationship with him. If I'm really going to take all of this, all of his word, all the things that he's trying to do and minister and reach to us, if I don't give him that ability and that role in my life, I am not going to have an easy walk with him. I am not going to, every, every situation I'm going to start to question, man, I wish I just wouldn't have to do this. I wish he didn't have to take me here. I wish I didn't have to go there and do that. 
because what I'm doing is I'm taking this all the way back to the original time that God came into my life and started to speak to me and say, here is who I am. This is me. Let me show you my ways. Let me teach you my word. Let me, let me impart these things to you. And then we just, we want to say, okay, let's find the, the, the easiest gospel. Let's find the easiest way, the easiest road to God's will. What I'm doing, if that is my mindset, is I am not giving God the ability to be God. And I'm taking that upon myself. And I am I'm choosing rather to try and find the way. This is, what, this is what Satan was tempting Jesus with all through those times in the wilderness. He was trying to tempt Jesus with another way to accomplish the will of God. You don't think that he would do that to you and I? You don't think he would go through those links to try and attack the man, Jesus Christ, who had the Spirit of God? in him and then he won't go to you and I just a, a a human and say let me find another way for you to do this there's got to be another way for you to get into heaven there's got to be another way for you to get the will of god that loving father to be done and and, and I, if i if i'm entertaining those voices if i'm listening to those voices i will soon no longer be trusting in God. You know, Jesus, not one time did he question or, or, or just even wonder, I wonder if God really meant it when he said this. Or I wonder what the word of God, maybe I had a misinterpretation of the word of God on this, on this verse when he said, uh, man shall not live by bread alone. Maybe he meant this and this. And I'm starting to question and wonder that. No, Jesus simply said, it is written. It is written. This is what God said. If I know that this is what God said, that's what I'm going to believe. We need to pray. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I put my trust in you. I put my faith in you right now. God, I believe you're working and you're leading each one of us in each situation where we find ourselves today. Jesus, I know that you want to lead us beside still waters. You want to restore our soul. You want to be the shepherd of our life. That's your desire for us, God. And you would lead us exactly the way that you want if we give you the ability to do that. Jesus, today, I am telling you, I want you to lead me. I'm telling you that I trust you. Jesus, you are the one that would lead us and then that would keep us. Jesus, just as David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There is no place for fear when I'm trusting you. There is no place for fear, God, when I am, a, I am allowing you to be the lead, the, the Lord 
and the one that directs my steps. In the name of Jesus, God, I speak against fear right now. Lord, even today, these things that you've spoken to us, God, as fear or worry would try to creep into our mind, I speak against it in the name of Jesus. I take authority over it, God, and I loose the trust and the peace of your spirit into our lives. In the name of Jesus, every decision that we need to make, God, I pray that we make it with complete trust in you. I pray, God, that we make it with complete trust and faith in your word. We know that your word is true, God. We know that your word is forever settled in heaven. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, the Lord is reaching for people right now. He's reaching for those that have been battling in our mind. Am I going to trust in men? Am I going to trust in the words of men? Or am I going to trust in the will of God? Am I going to trust in the plan and the timing and the faithfulness of God? In the name of Jesus, I think it would be good if you just take a minute and express to the Lord your feeling of trust in Him. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. I know that you would not harm me, Jesus. I know that you would care for me. I know that you would save my soul, Jesus, from destruction and from despair. In the name of Jesus, I trust you with it today. I put my life in your hands today, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let your voice speak, O oh God. Let your voice speak in the name of Jesus. Come on, just let the Word of God get settled into your spirit. Let the Word of God get settled into your spirit. This is going past our ears, past our mind, and into our spirit where the Lord wants to settle His Word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we put our minds on you right now. God, we take our mind off of every distraction. We take our minds off of every question mark, every worry. We take our mind off of everything, God, that would keep me from having perfect peace in you. In the name of Jesus, I let my mind be stayed upon you right now. Let it be steady upon you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I need the truth of your word, God, in my mind. I need the truth of your word to settle into my spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for the truth of your word, Jesus. I thank you for the truth of your word, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we trust in you. 
We trust in you, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's been said, men will fail you, men will let you down. That is, that, that's as far as the, the human is capable of going. But, and when we experience that, when we see those things and have to even live through some of that, if we're not careful, we put that same expectation on, on Jesus because we would say, what, what is any different? What is there that's any different about him than everything else I've ever encountered in my past? Every time that I've been let down or disappointed or hurt or lied to or anything like that. The scripture says, God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. We, we have to know that these places of trust, the Lord wants us to, he wants to take us there. And then he wants to, to keep us there and leave us there. And anytime I, I would forsake or leave a place of trust like that, that is not of his doing. That's of my own doing, or that's from me allowing outside influences to remove me and take me from, from a position like that of trusting in the Lord. So I'm encouraging us today. I believe it. I know I felt the Lord has led us to a place of trust today. Now I'm encouraging each of us to stay there and then to start to acknowledge what are the things that would take me out of this place. The, the, the trust that I feel in the Lord right now, the way that he has worked and ministered into my life today, to give me this peace, this trust, and this understanding, what things might work against me and remove me from a place like this? Because we have to identify and acknowledge those things. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for, for your people today. I pray let the hand of God rest upon us, Lord. I pray let it keep us. Jesus, let it provide strength today. Let it provide hope and joy today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, in your name. In Jesus' name. Um, I know that we, Bishop's on here. He's been traveling. He may or may not be available. Bishop, uh, if you're there, if you're available uh, and want to speak to us, we'd love to hear from you. If not, we'll just pray that you continue to have safe travels uh, where you are. He's on the call, but he may be in the middle of traveling right now. Amen. Well, let the Lord be with you this week. 
I know that he's ministered some things to us. Um, and I know that he's going to continue to, to play this in our mind, in our spirit. That's how it works when we get a word from God. If, if we allow him to, he continues to replay those things uh, for us, to minister to us. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Make sure you stay in touch because we're going to have some more activities and announcements and we'll get the, the word out the best that we can to try and make sure everybody's in the loop and involved. So God bless you all. I love you. Sister Flowers, thank you for speaking to us today. And the rest of you, thank you for being on here. Um, we'll pray for, pray for one another. Amen. I pray you all have a good Sunday. Let me unmute you all and let you greet one another before we go. Amen. Pastor? Yes, sir. Can I share something real quick? Yes, sir. Okay, you know, what Sister uh, uh, Flowers was talking about, you know, the Lord started talking to me. And uh, one time I heard this preacher preach, you know, about a tree. And this tree, I guess it grew big, but the roots went down and wrapped themselves uh, on this big boulder under the ground. Mm. And so, like in, uh, in Psalms 18... Uh, verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And you know, if our roots, like Sister was talking about roots, we go and wrap around that rock, that boulder, which is our Lord, and we stay, you know, with our roots holding on strong, because yes. if we don't, if our, if those roots start to, uh, what, what do you call it, to, to not have that strength to hold on to that root, it's mm -hmm. like we hold on to our Lord. We, we start losing our faith and our trust in Him. We're going to be weak. Any little wind comes or blow that tree away. But that's why we have to stand strong with our roots rooted in the Lord. So that nothing will come and take us away. Yes. And I just thank God for giving us that opportunity for him. And we can wrap around him and, and be strong in that. And, and nothing can come and, and take our fruit away that we will be able to bear fruit. And, yes. and, and, and just be strong. I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Hey, man. That's yeah. good. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that, Brother Manuel. Yeah. That's good. That's the, that's the word. Amen. 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 Yeah. We need that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank Amen. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless you all. Love you. I pray that you have a good Sunday. Have a good one. God bless you all. We God love you. you. Love God bless you. you. God bless you. Have a good day. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you, God Lord, for you, giving Pastor. us this word. Thank you, Lord. Mande le Dios la bendiga, sister. Muy bien, hermana. Cuídese. Estamos orando por ustedes. Gracias, gracias. Mande le saludes a su hermana.
Sí, gracias, yo le digo. Y a su cuñado, gracias. Dios los bendiga. Amén, Dios los bendiga. God bless you all. I caught that last part. Dios bendiga. Amen. Very powerful word. Yes. Amen. We love you all. Bye bye. Tuesday night. Bless you. Mm -hmm.